0: This is Karen Hunter and welcome to The Hub. More than 100 plus episodes ago, episodes 13 and 14, when I was doing this podcast once a a week, I did a two-part series on the road to agency. And if you haven't listened to it, please check it out, because it was life-changing for me. I had been spending most of my adult career uh, trying to achieve financial freedom. But after reading this study, I realized that I had been looking in the wrong direction for where I needed to be. I needed agency. And there's a difference, all right, because I know a lot of people who are financially free. I know a lot of people who are wealthy enough to leave their jobs right now. They have enough money in the bank that they never have to work again. But yet, but yet they don't have agency because there is fear in how they live their lives. I know people that have money, I'm not naming any names, but they have enough money to live off for the rest of their lives, enough money to take care of their family, and yet they still do things that are detrimental to themselves and to our community out of fear, and they wanna be liked, and they want the man to, to consider them worthy. So they do crazy things and say crazy things, even though they have financial freedom, because they're still afraid of not being deemed worthy. That's not agency. And I'm going a little bit deeper when you listen to that podcast. It's strictly financial, but I'm taking agency to a whole other level because I have physically taken agency to a whole other level. So let me just be clear. I may not have enough money to retire, right? But I have agency, (laughs) meaning I'm willing to, to walk away from any situation irrespective of how much money is on the table because I have that much confidence and courage in myself to be able to take care of myself recently and I feel like you know also as you as you grow in this this feeling you become less tolerant of the shenanigans especially the racial shenanigans that are going on in this country in this world right now like you you have zero tolerance for it at least that's where I am um, a couple of weeks ago on my radio show on Sirius XM, I had a guest come on, very, really nice guy, great um, personality. He was coming on to talk about whatever he was coming on to talk about. But during one of the breaks, we were talking, and, you know, he was just making small chit-chat or whatever. And I said something, and he said something. He said, hey, you, you know what? You go, girl. And it's a white guy, right? You go, girl. And then he said something else. Yeah, girl. That was good. And I'm like, first of all, time out. I let the first girl go because I'm like, he's not trying to insult me. That would be really stupid to come on somebody's show and try to insult them. So I know that wasn't his intent. So then when he said it again, I realized that he was miseducated. So I was there for it. And I feel like, you know, a lot of times in these situations, we will take the slight because again, yes, that person didn't mean it, but it, it did strike something in my spirit. So then I would walk around with that and now they go into the world, maybe call the next black woman girl, and that black woman will eat that and take that home and be mad about it, or just like, oh, this just hit my spirit, and then he'll go out and call the next black, so I said, let me nip this in the bud. I said, let me tell you something, Um, and I know you don't mean any harm, you can't possibly come here trying to insult me, but let me just tell you, there's history to calling a woman a grown woman girl, a grown black woman girl, you know? uh, Not too long ago, a black man could have gray hair and be in his 70s Called boy have to jump off of a curb for a white person there there's there was a time not too long ago when my grandmother was referred to as gal a girl in augusta georgia in her 60s and that's not cool all right and what it does it it sets you know and i know you don't mean this but there's a a, there's a racially charged history to you calling a grown-ass black woman girl or a grown-ass black man boy and i suggest that that never happens again he profusely apologized but I don't know if I would have done that 10 years ago or five years ago. I think I might have let it go. But I'm stepping into a place now where I can't. I just, my spirit won't let me. And, it, and it's, it's driving to a point where, I, you know, that agency that I talked about in that podcast is going to meet my money. I just believe that, like, my money's going to meet my agency. But I think my spiritual agency um, has come forward before my financial agency, and I'm okay with that. So I I bring this up because I got a DM today uh, from one of my listeners, one of my family members on Twitter. She she, um, sent me a message and she said, thank you so much, Karen, for introducing this version of the word agency to me. Um, She said, uh, this is my my new favorite word. It has changed my life. I'm resigning from my job. And she went on to tell me the details about the resignation. But what happened was, you know, because she's in this space and I'm imagining that her spiritual agency is very forward. But the job was shocked that she would leave, because I also imagine there's so many of us working in these jobs, making good money, that a a boss, I'm putting up air quotes because you don't have any bosses you're your own boss, could not imagine you leaving. We treat our Negroes well here. We're paying you all of this money. How dare you have the audacity to quit and leave us in the lurch? And that was the attitude that uh, her job had. And she she was, you could feel the glee in the, in the message, right? Like I could feel the, the glee because the job came back and they wanted to offer her more money to stay. And she was like, nope, I'm out. And then they offered her even more money to stay and train and teach the person who would fill in for her job and give her a package to leave. So not only did she leave like with, with confidence and agency, but with a pocket full of dough. And I want to say kudos to you. You know who you are um, and you're welcome, you know, um, because part of the reason why i do this podcast is that there's so much out there for us to learn that no one ever told us. You aren't going to learn this stuff in school. Your parents probably have never told you the things that i'm breaking down in this podcast cuz my parents didn't tell me. And and if your parents did, God bless them and you. But the vast majority of us have to bump our, our our heads and knees and skin our skin our knees and bump our bust our lips to get to a place where we, you know, learn through error as opposed to being taught, well, this is the path that you can go on. Now, you can do what you want, but here are the things that I learned, and here are the pitfalls here, and this is how you can get from here to there, and I feel like that's my job here, right? The other thing is that I'm learning. In the process of teaching, I'm also learning, um, and it's a great place to be in. One of the, the greatest um, lessons I ever learned was to 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 teach is to learn. Uh, when I used to teach in Harlem um, high school kids English, I realized how much I missed skipping the seventh grade. And, and so while I'm teaching them grammar, I'm also learning grammar. So there'll be times when you'll hear me talk and my grammar's off. And it's because my grammar's off in my head. And I, that's why I love writing, because I can sit and edit and fix things as we go along. But that those three years that I taught in Harlem, I learned so much about grammar that I know I missed in school. And I'm hoping that this podcast becomes that for some people as well. So I thank you for your support. I thank you for the messages and the tweets and all of that. And this is Sunday, which means that I'm going to answer a question. And if you have a question, you can ask me anything on any day. And I'll pick a question for a Sunday podcast when you go to at Karen Hunter on Twitter with the hashtag podcast, hashtag podcast at Karen Hunter. I go search podcast, hashtag podcast at Karen Hunter. And I pick a question. Today's question comes from Lady Moondust. L-A-D-I-E, Moondust. She says, we use words equity, inclusion, multiculturalism, social justice all the time. Do we know what we're saying? What is the difference between all of these important yet muddled terms? Um, Hashtag podcast. All right. So, Lady Moondust, I'm not spending time on this because none of this matters, right? Because the reality is, as a group collectively, if individually, we all understood freedom, let's throw these words out, we would move differently, right? If we were all free, we wouldn't ask for anything, right? So when I think about equity, equity is just a way of balancing the scales, right? So equity says, um, you've been, you know, put in a displaced or you've been denigrated for 200 years, we're gonna give you affirmative action, and that's equity. We don't have enough black people in this company, so we're gonna set aside two or three jobs for a black person to come in, and that's equity. But the problem with equity is that it's dependent upon somebody to make it happen, right? So, so, and we can fight for equity, but the reality is once you get there, and I'm a product of that. So I came into the Daily News um, back in the late 80s, early 90s, or late 80s to be exact, uh, 1989, I came in after they had been sued, and part of the lawsuit said you can only hire a black person in this department, this department, and this department. I came in in sports. That that position was earmarked for a black person because the lawsuit was brought about by black people, and they won. It's the first time in the history that black people um, sued and were you know, awarded money, and et cetera. So I didn't know that coming in. But I was treated so horribly in the first few years until I realized something. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I was really feeling bad. I'm like, I'm only here. So my boss literally told me, you know you're only here because you're black, the guy that was my direct supervisor. And I'm like, who says that to somebody? So I was in my feelings for a minute, and then I'm like, this dude, you don't know me. Okay. I'm 22 years old at the time, and I'm saying to myself, something clicked in my spirit, and I said, okay, oh, you think I'm only here because I'm black and then somehow I don't deserve to be here. So in that moment, I said, I'm going to show you what black people do. The next week I went out and did a story. I was working in high school sports. I did a story of a kid that was uh, homeless. He was uh, one of the best basketball players in the city. I went and pitched it to the Sunday editor at the time. The Sunday paper was the largest circulating tabloid in the country. Our Sunday paper circulated to millions. And he put my story on the front page of the New York Daily News. I had been there maybe two months. He put my story on the front page. I had a front page piece. and everybody was oh my god calling me phenom and all of this. I had to look that up I didn't even know what the hell that meant but it was a groundbreaking moment for me because in in that moment of this man trying to make me feel bad or make me feel less than because of the equity that I found myself in I decided to turn around and give myself freedom from his judgment from his prejudice and show him so I said to him now you know I may be here because I'm black, but this is how black people get down. And he never said another word to me after that. And he's like, I've been here 30, 20 years or whatever. I've never had a front page piece. I said, well, maybe you need to work a little harder. And from that moment on, it was on and popping. <laughs> 16 years later, it was on and popping. But the point I'm making is all of the terms that we throw out and what we're seeking justice and all of that, we will never have justice until we have freedom, personal freedom and then collective freedom. And what that requires is that you know who you are. So I'm gonna leave you with this quote from James Baldwin. I tweeted it out this weekend and it is so powerful. James Baldwin said, freedom is not something that anybody can be given. Freedom is something people take. And people are as free as they wanna be. So as we start to process our place in this country, I want each of you, and even if you're not black, everybody needs to be free, okay? I need each of you to find your freedom. No matter what job you have, nobody, nobody can take anything from you that you don't give them. So my thing is, you know, don't let anybody tell you who you are. Don't answer to what you're called. Walk into your freedom and find your agency. With that, Till next time. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you immensely. Hashtag podcast at Karen Hunter on Twitter. Till next time.